Welcome to Comadres y Comics. Comadres y Comics is a podcast hosted by three Latina women. We highlight the Latinx presence in the comic book industry as creators, characters, and fans. Join us as we talk chisme, comics, fandom, and beer. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Comadres y Comics, episode 68. We are hosts. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Hi, guys. How are you guys doing? Hello. Hello. We're back. Well, right now I'm very cold <laughs> in here. It's such oh, a no, weird weather. Cold. It gets cold. It gets hot. It's weird. It's, it's, it's <laughs> I'm just concerned it's, it's so hot. It's spring in Los Angeles. I know, right? <laughs> La misma canción every it, intro. Every, I know. every year. Every year. So, happy Black History Month, everybody. Yes. yes. Awesome stuff. ShiroCon is something that we're looking into participating March the 7th, and that's free in the Fox Hills Mall, or yes. what do they call it now? Uh, in the Westfield Culver City Mall. I yeah. will. Yeah. <laughs> but it's Fox Hills, and if you know, you know. Yes. <laughs> and it's a free event, so put that on your calendar, guys. It was its inaugural year last year, and it was so amazing. amazing. Mm-hmm. It's literally a comic convention in the middle of the mall tons of foot traffic um, mm-hmm. the uh, the creator um, what do you call it the person who puts it all together mm-hmm. um, is a black woman mm-hmm. and she really just wanted to do something comic related for her community mm-hmm. and she just knocked what? it out of the park, park. Yeah, yes. absolutely it she's was amazing she's so active she and she's is. so and she has such a strong voice and she really she's very passionate about what she does yes. I really like her she's, she's amazing didn't we review one of her books yes, yes uh, we did uh, Raven Choi. Choi. Raven, Raven Choi. Raven Choi. That's yes. right. Okay. Yes. That she did a like small film. A like, short, a short film on it. Yeah. yeah. You can find that on YouTube, I believe. Oh, uh, yes. yeah. I believe so. Um, also coming up in March is the Modesto Comics Expo. Ooh. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yes. And that is uh, March 21st, guys. In Modesto. In Modesto, yes. Yep. So we'll be hanging out with the likes of Dr. Teresa Rojas. Yes. And possibly other wonderful, amazing Latinx creators, writers, artists, and fans. Yes. Yes. 100%. Also, something new for us. We're going to do Brownsville in uh, Texas. Texas, and yes. And when is that going to be? The 28th of March. So we have a busy March. Wow. Con season is alive. <laughs> it <laughs> is <laughs> happening all the time. So if you are not in uh, Southern California uh, and haven't, or even Central California um, near Modesto um, and are close to Brownsville, they are having uh, a convention that really is highlighting Latino creators. And um, we are going to have presents there. So. Yes. Yeah, definitely come and check it out. And we'll be sharing information um, about the event and how you can come and participate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's right on the border area. So we might have people from Mexico coming over and talking to us. I can't Uh wait. I'm so excited. (laughs) I have never been to Texas. So this is going to be interesting. I'm going to get your boots. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm going to wear my boots. (laughs) You can wear your boots. I'm going to be going in extra California fashion. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I'm thinking of taking my guaraches and a nice hat. So yeah, we're very looking forward to it's gonna be a wild month, guys. So just like I know, take have your rest in February because 
Because it's coming up. Rest in February. Rest in February because it's coming up in March. And you guys, um, all of these events are free Mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. to let you guys know. So if you find yourself in that area, be sure to come on down because it's a free event and you show support for the community. Yes. Because these people work really hard at these events. And it's, it's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bring, my, bring me presents. Yeah. <laughs> Conchas, churros, tacos, micheladas, mm-hmm. um, mangoneadas. We take it all. <gasps> I haven't mm-hmm. had one of those in so oh long. Me too. I've been sick, so I can't even have anything cold, but oh. I'm so waiting to have a... That's a myth. <laughs> I, I know, but actually I do feel like my throat it, gets it a little It makes you want to yeah. cough. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's fair, I guess. And you know what I haven't had either? An elote. And the elotero has been coming by the house. Uh, why? Because you know you've just been sick to go outside? No, it's the fact that when I bite into it and the little um, queso, uh-huh. if it hits the back of my throat before <gasps> anything else, I'll cough it all up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I can't. I thought it was the skin of the kernels because I know sometimes that like sends That me. could be it too. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. later on, but I don't want to risk it. Yeah. Uh, you know, a whole elote gone to waste. Yeah. I, just, I, I can't, guys. I can't. <laughs> Now it's time for Chisme de la Semana. Jen, what do you have for us today? Well, I have, well, speaking of conventions happening, uh, Blue Stockings, which is a radical feminist bookstore in New York, has teamed up with Kickstarter to put on a comic book festival that aims to celebrate and showcase comics by queer and trans creators. So, oh, that's so let me just cool. say that I love that they include radical feminist bookstore in their <laughs> title. That's so amazing. I just found my non-compliant um, uh, necklace that I bought at yes. uh, Comic Con the other day. I was cleaning my room uh, and I was like, oh, I forgot I had this. So <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, I should have worn it today. Yes. Will yes. we ever see the end of that book? Who knows? Oh, oh, I, no. I know. Uh, I love Kelly Sue, but I have not seen an issue in like... Okay, so the fact that a sex criminal single issue came out last week gives yes. me hope. Cause oh, at yeah, least, actually. At least um, I know that half <laughs> of the of uh, that pair is doing some work. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I know that both of them are so busy with TV and movie and all that stuff, but... <laughs> Think of the fans of the comic books. We miss you. And miss Bitch you, Planet. Bitch Planet was such like a, a amazing forefront of like radical, radical, ra- radical, radical <laughs> feminist uh, literature. And I just um, I, I used to give that free one dollar copy away free. Mm-hmm. Oh, it wasn't. I used to give the $1 copy away free. There you go. Mm-hmm. All the time to women who would walk into the store and ask them, have you read Bitch Planet? And they say no. And I would give it to them just like, here, mm-hmm. read it. You got yeah. it. And it's kind of hard now to do that because you do it. They read volume one. There's nothing else. They can mm-hmm. read the triple feature, which is yeah. in the world, but it doesn't doesn't continue. really continue the story of the characters. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, Kelly Sue, big side. But I am going to wear my necklace. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, uh, Kickstarter will host an event at their Greenpoint uh, Brooklyn headquarters on Saturday, July 18th. And it will be free and open to the public from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. According to the press release, the fest will include panels and professional nice. development workshops, as well as a wide range of exhibitors. Unlike other comics events and conferences, Kickstarter and Blue Stocking Comics will not be charging a table fee, ensuring creators will have the opportunity to maximize their 
earnings. Nice. So I you like can it. Uh, applications for attending it are open, and they will be open until February twenty eighth. Okay. Oh, cool. Uh-huh. So they could take it for free. That's amazing. Yes. Commodity Comics, New York Road Trip. <laughs> oh, I am, I am there. I am. That there. would be super awesome. Uh-huh. And they close. They close at midnight Eastern Standard Time. Okay. So I believe like eight o'clock here or nine o'clock. Uh, three hours uh, ahead yeah, of us. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it, they will close nine p.m. Pacific Standard uh-huh. Time. Uh, due February twenty eighth. Um. And uh, you can uh, just look up Blue Stockings, and they'll have like a web uh, a page mm-hmm. to go to the application. And um, um, that's so cool, though, for creators like from here, if they could do manage to fly out there yeah. for this event, they're saving themselves mm-hmm. a table fee. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that'd be super cool. Yes, and that's for uh, that's for like showing and exhibiting mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. Uh, at the mom. Well, they haven't really had a name for it. They're just Blue Stockings Comic Fest. Okay. Uh, but workshops and panel applications oh. uh, are also available, and those will close at midnight Eastern Standard Time on Sunday, March 8th. Okay. So if you can't get in as a, an exhibitor or a creator, you can probably maybe do a workshop or yeah. have, have a panel or pitch a panel to them. That's awesome. That and is like super it. awesome. <laughs> And then um, um, they are also taking uh, in volunteers, uh, and uh, it's going to be overseen by the uh, by the bookstore as well as Kickstarter. So it's a it's an it's an exciting event, especially, yeah. and it's going to be free and open to the public. And uh, honestly, the biggest thing here is that the creator applications are and there's there's no table fee. Yeah, yeah, that is Absolutely. like that that is innovative, and I think it's kind of a direction. Some conventions are going to have to go to. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, I uh, some of the prices for some of the tables um, are really exorbitant. And when you talk to some of the creators themselves and you ask them how they've done, they'll like very clearly say, I haven't even made my table fee. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. And so it's kind of like a... Catch-22, I'm reading that book right now, Uh, um, where they want to be out there promoting their stuff. Because sometimes just handing a card over to someone is a win for that creator that day. Um, But if you're not actually selling things, and at conventions these days, there is so many things to choose from and so many creators who aren't just doing uh, comics, but also, um, you know, making items and um, like uh, dolls or pillows or jewelry. I mean, there's so much you can spend your money on. And if you are there just trying to get eyes on your stuff and you're not even making enough money to pay for the table, it's kind of um, sometimes hard for creators to make the decisions to what shows they want to go to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. No, and it makes complete sense. And this is why one of the reasons a lot of of creators share a table with another creator yes. mm-hmm. because that way they can split the cost of yeah. the table fee. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Not mm-hmm. to mention traveling costs. Yeah. And just if they're giving away stuff mm-hmm. to create more awareness of their product, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a loss there because just giving away stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right, Kristen, what time is it today? Today, it is La Hora de la Cervecita. And today... 
I'm looking at the at the sheet with the info from the beer that we're doing, and it is from Lancaster Brewing Company. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. No, it's Lancaster. What? It's what? from Pennsylvania, guys. Lancaster? Wow. That's how they pronounce it because of the Amish stuff. Lancaster. Yeah, and if, you, <laughs> if you're over there and you say Lancaster, they look at they you and they correct you. you. Yes, they correct you. Yes. Uh, they take your iPhone away. <laughs> They're like, no, get out of here. You don't belong here. With my California accent, they're going to have beef with me because Lancaster. Okay, first of all, that makes me a little bit more hopeful about this beer because when I was like, Lancaster, like the only thing up in Lancaster here in California is like all of the ex- felons who have nowhere else to go and it's cheap rent up there in the high desert here in southern california yeah, yeah of course oh and so i'm like i guess they're brewing beer up there so <laughs> they're <so>, prison beer <laughs> so this is one of the beers i got in lancaster Ooh, it smells so good it does smell good and uh in amish country and i got this when i went wow. to nertino oh, when you went to nertino yeah okay although i didn't have any check-in baggage so i couldn't bring it myself but my cousin oh carolina she came down for christmas and she brought them for us oh so awesome. special shout out to her for bringing us the beer to review on our podcast and she actually listens to our podcast <gasps> on her uh daily commute well, not daily because we're not out daily, but when we're out, she listens yeah, to yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So shout out to you. We're going to finally review this beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a um, from the Lancaster <laughs> Brewing Company. It is a strawberry wheat ale with natural strawberry flavor. And it is brewed and canned by Lancaster Brewing Company. Um at 302 North Plum Street in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And the can basically says, if you enjoy a delicious, mild-bodied craft beer, look no further than our award-winning strawberry wheat. A Lancaster original since 1995, our classic American wheat is brewed with white wheat, two-row, and caramel malts, and a touch of strawberry for incredibly smooth and refreshing flavor. It is a 4.7 alcohol-by-volume beer, and... And it, when you pour it, it, is a very pale amber color. Actually, when you poured it, I was like, that looks strawberry kind of-ish. Yeah, kind of like a <laughs> strawberry hint. Yes. It's sort of like a strawberry blonde. Yes. So Lancaster Brewing Company is actually an award-winning local craft brewery there in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I'm going to say that as many times as I, I know, can. right? <laughs> and it's located in the heart of Lancaster County, producing more than 30 specialty seasonal and year-round ales and lagers. Guests are invited to visit the brewery for a tour, a pint of their freshly brewed goodness, or a Bite from their their site brew pub. I love it when when breweries have food on site. I know it's right? the best. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, the brew actu- brew pub actually offers seasonally inspired local fare, highlighting the freshest produce, dairy, poultry, and more. I bet they have a lot of farmland oh, around there absolutely. that they can get fresh yeah. stuff from. Yeah, I mean, this, on the road to their apartment, it's just like. 
just miles and miles of just farms. And you get to see the Amish and stuff. It's super cool. Unfortunately, I drove by there on Sunday where they were all in church. Oh, so, mm-hmm. But usually they have stuff that they sell, like their fruit, their vegetables from yeah. their gardens, yeah. mm-hmm. or their baked goods, yeah. which I Ooh. unfortunately did not get a chance to taste. But that is on my bucket list. I'm going to go back and I'm going to taste all that wonderful, freshly <laughs> grown food. <laughs> I've been wanting to go back to San Francisco on car because when you're going when you're driving to San Francisco you pass by all the farmland yes. and you have people who are just selling the yes. fruits and stuff like that uh-huh. and I want fresh cherries mm-hmm. so bad uh, well unfortunately March is not cherry season I know but I was gonna say some of that same stuff you can get on the drive to Modesto oh absolutely oh, yeah so, yeah, yeah. So, I'm, all right. I'm, I'm ready for that steak sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Shout out to Boston House of Pizza in Hanford, California. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to take a, a taste here. The, okay, the smell, the, the aroma is amazingly, overwhelmingly strawberry. Yeah, mm-hmm. so when they said a hint of strawberry, I was really surprised because as automatically after opening the can... That's what hits you is the strawberry scent. And it's so fresh and so, like, crisp. I really, really like it. This is definitely a summer brew for me. It tastes, or tastes, I haven't tasted it yet, but the strawberry smell to me smells like strawberry starburst. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, a a bit of strawberry shortcake, I think, too. Mm -hmm. But it's just really, it's really inviting. The aroma is super inviting. Hmm. It's very it's very light. Yeah. I mean, as you would expect from a wheat beer. Mm-hmm. But excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> um the beer that I can most closely compare this to were those um those White mango Claws. cart beers oh, yes. or whatever. They mm-hmm. had a strawberry one too. Oh, yeah? And yeah. I'm sorry um what is it? It's um, Golden Golden Road. Road? Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, Golden Road, but Lancaster Brewing Company actually surpassed you with that one. This Ooh. one is actually really good. It is. Like, I, I, I do not typically go for the fruity flavored beers. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, I'll do... The grapefruit sculpin because it's it's a sculpin, yeah, mm-hmm. duh. And they also have a pineapple one that I like. Uh-huh. Um, but for the most part, any other flavored fruit stuff, it's just kind of too much. Mm-hmm. And it, I want to taste my beer. I don't want to taste fruit. Mm-hmm. But this is very very um, subtle and very well balanced. And yes. this could be an introductory beer for craft brew. For people who don't drink craft brews. Mm-hmm. And another thing is this one has the independent uh, upside oh, down beer. Okay. So this is oh, yeah. one of the independent yes. breweries. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's that's always fun to mm-hmm. know that they're part of the independent brews. It's, it's really good. It's a really good mm-hmm. summer beer. Mm-hmm. Nice and cold and refreshing. I really like beers that quench my thirst at mm-hmm. the first sip. Like with IPA, sometimes I'll sip them very small and appreciate their flavors. But like 
some of the lighter beers, I just want to take a big gulp and like be refreshed. Mm-hmm. And this definitely refreshes oh, yeah. me. Oh yeah, that is definitely refreshing. And I, uh, I like the smell. I like the taste too. Like, as you said, the the mango cart ones. I forget what their names are. Uh, yeah, there's a mango, there's a pineapple, and something else. Yeah, and there, I think you said there was a strawberry. There was one. a strawberry. There was a strawberry believe, one, yeah. and this one is certainly more flavorful mm-hmm. than the other ones were. So yeah, they are a bit better. But I would group it along with the like white claws, mango cards. Yeah. <laughs> and this goes right there. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I I tend to not go for these types of beers. This is really good. I would drink it again. I mean, when I discovered mango cart, I went and I bought. Uh, it multiple times because they had it at Target. <laughs> but I bought it bought it multiple times and enjoyed it because it was a wheat, number one, because uh-huh. I was wanting to get away from IPAs. Uh, and because it kind of, it was low ABV, so I could drink a couple and enjoy them and not have to worry about falling asleep right away or whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, but out of, uh, out of definitely the ones that... Um, we've tasted i really really like this one Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i i think the like i said the balance of the fruit flavor and the beer flavors are really well done absolutely and this one i bought in lancaster but i didn't buy it from the brewery i had limited time so i got this at Riker bottle works and they are um kind of like a shop like yeah uh, sort of just like 310 Mm -hmm. and like a a torrent's uh, craft, craft beer seller, seller. Uh-huh. yeah, and they have an abundance of beers. I mean, I mean, it's like candy store status. You're just like, <laughs> what do I do? And they also like serve, a Bevmo. Uh, yes, but, but they for also, beer, yeah, and they also have like kegs there where you could taste um, other beers oh, that they, okay. yeah. So they have like like multiple tiers of stuff you can do there, and they are located cool. at six oh two. West King Street in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And the service there was amazing. I had questions. They had answers. Um, I, You know, I asked for suggestions. They had them. So uh, shout out to them. That staff was amazing. I went like three times <laughs> because uh, the night before we went and bought beer and then we went home and drank. And then the next day we went again. And then, you know, I just one last stop just to get the beer for us to have today. So, I mean, it's they were just amazing. They were super friendly, and it's a really nice building, and they have two levels. They have a basement area where they have, like, all these coolers, and then the top part where they have shelves and shelves of beer. Nice. So it's really nice. And then they have the kind of the area in the back where they do crawlers mm-hmm. and crawler fills, and they, they actually can oh, wow. let you taste them right. before you buy them. So it's really awesome. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that is really cool. Well, just a reminder, uh, for our beer rating system, we have a um, one to five rating system with one being flaccid, two being, I cannot speak today, (laughs) two being initial, three partial, four full, five rigid, and if it's something really amazing, a six out of five is Super Saiyan. So what is the verdict? I'm going to go rigid. And the only reason I'm going rigid is because I was really surprised Mm -hmm. at at how much it was like a... Even though this is a tad of a little bit of of strawberry, yeah. I felt that it was really prominent mm-hmm. and really mm-hmm. fresh. And I feel that that is due to like actually buying local fruit. Yeah. It, yeah. And so yeah. I think it's like supernatural. Oh, not supernatural. The show, but <laughs> yeah. I think it um, it really lends itself to the, the freshness of yeah. this beer. And I like I said, I'm not really a fruity person, uh, but I love it. 
I really love it. So I'm I'm excited about this. And so I, a five out of five for you. Yes, okay. definitely. Nice. All right, so this is Kristen, and I'm going to give it a full because even though it's really good, it's really yummy, I could definitely drink more than one of these. It's still a fruity beer, and that's not my favorite. It also surprised me, and I'm surprised at how much I do like it. Um, And so I'm giving it a four out of five. Uh, This is Jen, and I'm going to go with Kristen on this one, and I'm going to give it a full. I was thinking about giving it a partial, but then uh, Kristen was right in that it was a lot more flavorful than the mango cart ones. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that was really worth it. Unfortunately for the light beers, light beers will always remind me of Corona and all (laughs) those stuff. So they're not my typical go-to ones. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I did enjoy the flavor a lot and the smell a lot, and, uh, and the taste was really good. It was really solid. You didn't get too much much fruity flavor you definitely got it was refreshing uh it like Kristen said it quenched any thirst that i had uh so it was pretty good so i'm gonna give it a full so that's two four out of fives and one five out of five for lancaster brewing company's strawberry wheat ale All right, guys, it's time for our book review. Yes. Yes. What are we reviewing today? Today, we are reviewing a book called Acolyte. And it is published by Concrete Comics. That's Concrete, K-O-N-K-R-E-T, Comics. And it's funny that I just right now noticed the title of this book, The Son of a Supreme. I didn't see that when I first read it. Obviously, that's what the entire book is about. Right, right. But I didn't see that. So, um, Sarah, you procured this book from us. Do you remember where you got it from? Yes. I actually met uh, the founder of Concrete Comics. Okay. And I interviewed him. And it's actually on our Facebook, the full interview of uh, the founder of Concrete Comics. Okay. And I believe he also wrote this book. Okay. Um, they uh, are. They have like, I don't know, like maybe five or six books that they've published, uh-huh. this being one of them. And uh, they were super nice. I met them at Nertino. Oh, um, so East uh, East Coast, yeah. Coast. yeah, East Coast, yes, in mm. Pennsylvania. Uh, so it, there's a link between our beer and the comic. So um, yes, very excited um, uh, about Concrete Comics. They're putting out a lot of uh, great content out there. And um, I sat in their panel for their Kickstarter, how to start your own Kickstarter and what to do not to fail on your Kickstarters. Mm -hmm. Uh So um, that was super interesting. Um, And like I said, I met them at Nertino. So uh, hopefully maybe I can go again next year and, you know, say hi to them again. So you met them at Nertino. Um, Were they at Nertino because they are Afro-Latino, the creator, or do you know? No, I don't know. Honestly, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, because you didn't have to be Latino to be at Nertino, I'm assuming. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, um, no, I I didn't get the sense that they were Afro-Latino. But I do know, uh, I also interviewed um, Daniel, Uh who is from Cuba, and he has published Rukonki Comics as well. Okay. And Uh uh, he's coming out with the book, um, which I mentioned before, uh, is about a... uh, family that lives in Area 51, but because there's a lot of experiments, there's a lot of mutations, and one of the superheroes is 
kind of a mutant, mm-hmm. and, but he's helping out, you know, with the Area 51 and that the whole sense. So, Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the Concrete Comics connection led to knowing about this other comic book, which I'm looking forward to as well. It still hasn't done its Kickstarter yet, but it's coming up in mm-hmm. 2020. So I'm looking forward to that. So mm-hmm. Acolyte is part of our um, Black History Month yes. celebration, highlighting um black creators and also books that have um black characters Characters. yes yes so um the cover of acolyte is a very uh awesome amazing regal superhero that is a black man and um in the uh, uh, the story we learn who he is and kind of his backstory and what his um i guess future is it's a, it's my hold. hold yes, yes. <laughs> so um, a little description in the front says in a solar system far from his own dimitri price finds himself face to face with destiny he must accept the inevitable and embrace the power within in order to protect the people he loves does dimitri have the courage to become the acolyte guardian of the cosmos and um it's created by derek quote-unquote lonzo star ellen and the story is also by Lonzo with a Niem Parsons helping and it's written by um, Derek Lonzo star Ellen as well pencils inks and colors by Opie Hadiet and Michael Woods and then the cover and splash page is by Bruno Lima Mateus Hugh and letters by Black Hydra I love that I know right <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, and it was edited and co-edited by Brian Lambert and Daniel Calvo Daniel. Yeah, Daniel Calvo is okay. the one who's creating that. Um, yeah. I think it's a Starboy, I believe. Okay. A, oh, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I totally love the artwork mm-hmm. in this comic. It was very regal, like very powerful. Yes. Mm-hmm. The colors were sensational. Um, the muscle structure of the characters, they're very fit. Mm-hmm. Like it was sort of like, kind of like, a, just kind of, a, I, I would I would venture to say it's futuristic, kind of like everybody has gotten rid of carbs and fat, kind of <laughs> way. Like it looks, it just seems so like you know, uh, Star Star Trek Next Generation to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so the this dude Dimitri is human, or so he thinks, right? Mm-hmm. And he is brought to this other realm, world, whatever, by this like supreme being mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and the supreme being is straight out of what is that movie where everyone's blue avatar mm. yes <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what i thought of and i could not stop thinking of when <laughs> it, when he came on <laughs> to the first panel i might i'm like this dude is like all blue and reminded me of Avatar and I couldn't get it out of my head. Oh my god. <laughs> so but the hair was cool with the rings in the back. Yeah. I that, was cool. that, was super, <laughs> that was pretty cool. All right. So I think this book is a great example of Capes and Tights. This is mm-hmm, a great mm-hmm. superhero yes. uh book in that if what you want is like action and superhero stuff and like weird uh, mystical superhero bullshit going on. That's what this book is. And I mean that in the fondest 
way possible because I, I, I love that stuff. Yeah. I, I wouldn't love comics without liking the capes and tights stuff. So this is a great capes and tights story. You have、uh, a human picked up and taken to another world, not knowing、uh, what. Uh, what's going on, but that he has a destiny to fulfill. Yeah,、you、basically, have... they're like、mm-hmm. pushing on you gotta embrace your destiny. And、yeah. he's like, what if I don't want to? So、yeah. there's that reluctance.、Uh-huh. Yeah, that which reluctance. I like. Yeah.、It's、and got... he's like, you have to. Yeah, you have to. And like that kind of like back and forth.、Mm-hmm. And then you have a supreme mystical being that gives him powers or unlocks powers for him and then puts him through a test kind of thing. And then、um, there's a little kind of, I don't want to ruin it,、mm-hmm. but there's a little backstory there that just was amazing. Yeah. Like、yes. the execution of that <laughs> itself, I don't want to ruin it because I really feel like you guys have to read it.、Um, there's a, that execution right there of like、mm-hmm. the origins. Oh my God, blew my mind. <laughs> so I don't care about ruining it, I'm going to tell you.、Oh. So this blue avatar dude <laughs> turns out to be Dimitri's father from 1,000 years ago. Yes, no, 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 from thousands of Oh, yeah, no, thousands、ago. of years ago. Because, get this, okay,、um, this is like a Guardians of the Galaxy type、um, yeah, story kinda, yeah. where,、uh-huh. um, where uh, what you call it, dad?、Um, Star Lord's dad. Star Lord's dad impregnates a, a, a human.、Mm-hmm. And, Spoiler alert. <laughs> and he is born. Well, this is kind of the same thing, but due to the Supreme Being's genetics, it takes thousands. Thousands of years for his seed, seed to blossom.、Yes. <laughs> And so his seed passes from generation to generation until it. Fully、flourishes. forms, yes, and the baby is born. Yes, amazing. I, I thought that, that was, was like a very interesting, yes,、it's, amazing, cool it's story. So comic book origin、yes. stories <laughs> that I'm, I, I actually, this isn't even the most ridiculous comic book. Idea to have been printed, <laughs> like not even by indie press. Like, Marvel has done some balls to the yeah, walls of、yeah. weird shit. So, this one, I was just like, you know what? Sure, <laughs> I'm just like, that's a, that's cool, bro. That's a I'll, I'll, I'll accept it. It is very much like you, you got a suspend, suspension of disbelief and everything. I mean, but you're already reading a comic book story, so、yeah. like, you're gonna you gotta、uh, suspend the disbelief a lot more. But it was, uh, uh, I liked the. The pacing of it. I thought,、yeah. it, I thought it was pretty good. I thought、uh, there w a s some parts that felt like a little bit too rushed or not explained lo- enough, but it's, it's a good action、yes. story. I want to know who those two people who just randomly appear. appeared out of nowhere、yes. mm-hmm. and make some flippant remarks and then disappear again. Who、mm-hmm. was that? Why well, were they there? What, just, what were they、I、doing? Did, and、I'm, why was she dressed in a freaking bikini? And she likes her human form. <laughs> so, so there's a different form to her that we、uh-huh, don't know about. Right, yeah. yeah. So,、uh-huh. but I, I actually like that. I feel like they're kind of like giving you a glimpse at、uh, maybe like foes to come in the future.、Mm-hmm. And I really love the main character's reluctance to take on this mantle. Yeah. That he's be- unsure of. Yeah, yeah. And not only that, but rejecting his father. Of a million years ago, <laughs> and saying, No, I already have a dad. I actually, I actually I like really like that. I、yeah. thought that was really interesting. Yeah, because it's, it's true. Like, I wouldn't be like, You're not my dad. Yeah.、Uh-huh. I, got, I got a dad. You're not、yeah. my dad. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I get that. This, so the woman, the two 
people who I said randomly appeared actually have names. Cosmosa, goddess of order, and Mo- Monitus, the overseer. She looks 100% like Starfire. She does. Yeah. Like, she, that's what it reminds you get, me of. Like, her kind eyes, of her hair. Yeah, very Starfire. And look, even her hair, her hair is, um, like, stellar, like, with yeah, stars Cosmo. and stuff. Yeah, Cosmos. Cosmos. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, she, she looks fit too, though. Yes, I was just all like, they oh. all look fit. Yeah, so it's a. I uh, I think this is like, uh, like I said, like it's a capes and tights story, very classic. Well, I um, um, but uh, well written in that comic book style. So it was it entertained me certainly. Uh, and everybody in there is like peak physical condition yes. as well. So but that's how most comic books are. Mm-hmm. So this is a I this is very much a reflection of uh what we've already read except you just there's people of color in it and yes. that makes it mm-hmm. that that that's what makes it uh really attention grabbing. Absolutely. Uh, because like it's uh, and it's it's all done very naturally. It's a, it's a comic book story but now you can see yourself reflected in it yes or how you want your ideal self to be yes because let me tell you i would not mind looking like Cosmona. cosmona it was yes cosmosa cosmosa because yes. like dang she fine yeah. uh, <laughs> and so so all that stuff if i can forgive it in regular mainstream comics i can forgive it for an indie one too and one that was drawn really really well oh, yeah i mm-hmm. like the art for it yes. and i am interested in picking up uh issue number two for it simply because it wasn't i was entertained absolutely uh, i was entertained it it did its job uh and it's uh it, it's it's a good comic book yes yeah, and then in the back we actually have a little um prologue kind of with a cliffhanger mm-hmm. of a new uh character mm-hmm. that's introduced vel Velis, mistress of chaos mm-hmm. and a to be continued um where she's saying bring him and talking about dimitri so um I definitely am interested to read number two, which we always say that's the purpose of uh, issue number one. It should, at the end, should get you wanting to read more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely agreed. So I think this is, I think this is a good vision of what comic books should be like, of like representing everybody and being very blase about it. Like this is just what it is, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I think it's 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 a good entertaining story. Uh maybe not the best, but it's like uh I'm certainly not seeing like Sandman levels here. But <laughs> uh, yeah. but uh, I wouldn't mind this. Uh it's a same thing with like Monty Gomez is the luchador mm-hmm. kind of feel. Uh it's uh, it's a good story that I'm interested in more about. I want to know more about uh, these other uh, supreme beings that's going on. I want to know where Dimitri's come from and why he got onto this random stranger's uh, spaceship and like let's go and said let's go to I don't know where. I want to know about the Inception. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that too. Like, why, what what were you doing on Earth, my dude? I know you said you just found us uh, humans interesting, but like. Either way, it's I, I want to know more. I yeah. want to know more about this universe where this character is. And I know why. And I want to know uh, what Dimitri has to protect. Because it's very much... It's like picking up a book of the Avengers and being like, okay, cool, stuff happened before, now mm-hmm. tell me what's going on later. Yeah. So yeah. it's a... I think I think it's it's pretty good. It's a... It's a... It's written as a classic comic book. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. 
Oh, absolutely. I like the pace of it. I love mm-hmm. the artwork. The artwork is really yeah. nice. The artwork is very nice. Yeah, and it, it's, it, it is, like you said, a superhero type mm-hmm. book, um, and I enjoyed it. I'm definitely in for the second issue because I want to know what happens, mm-hmm. um, and that's the job of the first issue is to get grab you and make you want to buy sec- issue number two. And mm-hmm. if you want to buy issue number one and read it for yourself or continue to support Concrete Comics you can go to www.concretecomics.com and that's K-O-N-K-R-E-T C-O-M-I-C-S and if you want to share your purchase and you sitting at home reading the book on social media you can hashtag keep it Concrete, K-O-N-K-R-E-T. Mm-hmm. They have T-shirts. They have posters. They have all sorts of merchandise too. Mm-hmm. Cool to check out. I just remembered what it is that I wanted. What it reminded me. It reminds me of Valiant. Oh yeah, yeah. It reminds uh-huh. me of Valiant, and I can definitely see this being kind of like a Valiant style mm-hmm. publishing, mm-hmm. or like creating your own universe, your own superheroes, and your own world. You got your Cosmo. Uh, um, uh, superheroes yeah, right here. Yeah. And then you can have your like little like uh, I guess like Daredevil, uh, Spider-Man level superheroes <coughs> and stuff like that. Uh, Valiant, I guess that's Quantum and Witty. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah. And so uh, that's that's what this reminds. And I hope to see more of that as Absolutely. well. I think that's I think that is a solid idea. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to rate it? Yeah. Well, this is Sarah, and I'm going to give it tres conchas. Love the artwork. Love the pace of the comic. Mm -hmm. Very interested. It's been a while since we did a capes and and tights Uh type of book story. So, yeah. It's um, that's actually how comics started, and I like the direction this story is going in. So, for me, Sarah, I'm going to give it tres conchas. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is Kristen, and I'm also going to give it three conchas. I really liked the um, the fact that I want to read more. Um, mm-hmm. Not always the case when I'm reading single issues. Um, yeah. But um, I definitely am somebody who has to be pulled in by the cover. Yeah. And this cover actually, I really liked the way that the main character is on the cover and there's like power coming out of his hands. And mm-hmm. I, I, it really actually like called to me um, as just something that was very, like I've used this word a couple of times and used it too, like very regal. Mm-hmm. And I, I am mostly not a superhero book, like reader i read them i enjoy them but it's not necessarily the first thing i go to mm-hmm. but when you gave me this it actually made me want to read it so mm-hmm. um and i was pleasantly surprised at how much i did like it um and there um is actually a big list of people in the back who made this publishing um possible possible through their 2019 kickstarter and mm-hmm. there's a long list of people here that supported them so they mm-hmm. have a lot of fans and and I'm hoping that that means that their number two is going to be coming out soon. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And so, yes, three conchas for me. Uh, I'm going to give it dos conchas simply because this is an issue number one. And issue number one, it did its job. It grabbed my attention and it, it introduced a popular story. But I'm reluctant to give anything that's a number one three conchas because I can easily know that they will do better. 
that they can be better. <laughs> they can uh, they can flesh out a story, or they can they haven't reached their peak. This is just their the intro. This uh-huh. is just the beginning. Yeah. So I'm giving it two conchas simply because uh, I. I'm pretty sure that it's going to absolutely wow me just like anything else uh, that is uh, being in the works. That there usually is a buildup. Because most, for most comic books, you wait until issue three to see where the story is going. Yes. Uh, and then after that, it's when it really starts rolling. So this is, this is just the beginning. Uh, and I expect a lot more from it. So, absolutely agreed. So those conchas from me. All right, guys, that is our review of Acolyte from Concrete Comics. All right, guys, it's time for On My Radar. And today, On My Radar, this is Sarah. I want you guys to know that On My Radar is Japan is building a 60-foot tall Gundam robot that can walk. (laughs) I am super excited about this. You know, oh out, of, out of all the things that I expected you to say, <laughs> that was not one of them. Oh that was gosh. completely the opposite Wait, of what I was... It's a massive cyborg, and its weight is a tremendous 25 tons. Wow. And if you don't know, Gundam is a Japanese science fiction media franchise, mixed media created by Yoshiyuki Tomino mm-hmm. and Sunrise yeah. that features giant robots or mecha mm-hmm. with the name Gundam. The franchise began in April of 1979 and it's still popular, obviously. Very popular. <laughs> I was going to say Bio Booster Armor, but that's Guyver. Sorry, wrong, wrong, wrong one. Wrong franchise. <laughs> right franchise. But um, yes, it features these giant robots called mobile suits in a militaristic setting. It's a very popular series. There's even robot kits that you can build that my brother. 60 my bro- ton kits? I forget. No, no, no. The little <laughs> tiny ones. <laughs> I forget which one. I, is Transformers. What year was Transformers? I have no idea. I, all I know is in the 80s. Trans- I was going to say yeah, Transformers was, gonna was say, out in 85. I was going to say, I think Gundam is older than Transformers. Yes. Ah. And that Transformers was actually inspired by like Gundam. Gundam yeah. So was Pacific Rim and stuff like that. Basically, oh, yeah. they kind of kickstarted the whole mecha. Yes. The giant mech uh-huh. stuff. Yeah. So it includes things like TV series, films, manga, wow. novels, video games. Mm-hmm. And even, like I said, those small plastic mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. kits that you could actually build your own Gundam, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, this droid will be based on the RX-78 to Gundam. It's a samurai-inspired mech. Uh, it, it was originally introduced in 1979 in the original anime series. Um, he, like I said, he's 60 feet tall and weighs 25 pounds, I mean tons, pounds. <laughs> uh, the robot is being developed uh, using an open source robot operating system and gazebo simulated simulation software. The plans, uh, it started, the plan started in 2014, guys. Wow. And wow. it's going to be, it's supposed to be finished October 1st, 2020. Wow. And it's going to be out there on Japan's Yamashita Pier until October 3rd, 2021. 
So what I'm saying is that we got to book our flights. (laughs) And we got to go down there. Okay, listen. You know what? I'm down to go to Japan. There is a Tokyo Disney. Okay, we got to go. It's on my bucket list to go to all the Disney and other countries. So I am down. And Jen can translate for us because she speaks Japanese. Oh, (laughs) heck yeah. I'm better at reading it. (laughs) Well, well, then you can write what you want to say and read it. Not only only is it going to be on display there, but they're going to have like food and drink inspired <gasps> Gundam theme stuff. Interesting. So it's like a whole event thing. Yeah. It's so like, like a pop-up festival. Yes. So it's the biggest pop-up I've heard of. <laughs> but I don't. I think we should go like in the middle of it because that way kind of the crowd dies down. Yeah. And before it goes up again, before it ends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is what's on my radar. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for Juntos y Fuertes. Kristen, what do you have for us today? Today, I have for you something that is an app that you can download, or you can actually just go to their website, but it's called Res Rising. It's Res, R-E-Z, Rising, and it connects users with native-owned businesses. It's a new app that connects shoppers with more than 500 native-owned businesses in the Southwest, from beauty salons to food carts to car repair shops. It's called Res Rising, and it's designed to give tourists access to authentic products and experiences on tribal lands while giving a boost to the local economies. One of its creators is Heather Fleming, executive director of Change Labs, a nonprofit incubator for native businesses. And so um, you can go to their website, which is def- just basically resrising, R-E-Z-R-I-S-I-N-G dot org, or you can download their app. And um, it's uh, it's a way to be able to support local native businesses. That's amazing because that was one of the things I went to the Grand Canyon mm-hmm. and um, I was able to spot like little like side uh, businesses on the side of the road. Yeah. But this app would be completely helpful because mm-hmm. that way you're buying from the people that actually created the product. Yeah. And that's very important because that's authentic. Mm-hmm. So many times they just get, um, what do you call it when you use somebody for their, um, uh, you, the there's a lot of people who will go and buy at such a low price and not what they're worth and then come and mark it up. Like, I'm sorry, but a lot of those yes. places like Alvera Street, like will oh, yes. go and, and like buy from natives and then come and mark it up so much. And they haven't even really given the what is it's worth really to the to the um, native uh Latinos who made it, mm-hmm. uh, so or in like shops in the in the mall or something. Uh, oh, so yeah, so um, kind of like a fair trade type thing. Mm-hmm. So making sure that um, it's uh, a native business that really can kickstart the economy that is local. Yeah, I agree. That is amazing, and mm-hmm. it's very helpful for tourists because sometimes we, as tourists or that travel somewhere, we don't have the time to actually. Yeah do the research on where to get like mm-hmm. authentic stuff or no one wants to tell you where the good stuff, stuff is right <laughs> so, yeah mm-hmm. totally get it that's why mercados are so important yes yes mm-hmm. um yeah so like that again was the app it's res r-e-z rising and the website is dot org yes rising.org mm-hmm. mm-hmm. thank you so much for bringing that to yeah. our attention 
All right, guys, that brings us to the end of our episode. Where can they find us, guys? You can find us on Instagram at Comadresy Comics and also on Facebook at Comic Comadres. And you can find us on Twitter at Comic Comadres where you can DM us as well. Oh, I like that DM. Slide into our DMs. Slide. Slide into the DMs. Slide. <laughs> <laughs> or you can email us directly at comadresycomics at gmail.com. And we have a Snapchat, Comadres y Comics, where we try to post all the stuff that's happening, like in conventions or events and such. But thank you for listening. We have been your hosts. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.